I do. And I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're excited, and we are too. I'm not super excited today. Cat's a little down in the mouth, but that's because uh, she went to the doctor and he used a tongue depressor on her. Oh, God, Joel, seriously? It's a classic. I should open every podcast with a joke. With a terrible dad with a joke? a very good <laughs> joke. But he, he really does have good jokes, I think, Joel. I think you do have good jokes. Well, you're saying that, but you're not saying it into the mic, so that's a little bit... <laughs> This is I Do and I Don't Show podcast show, and uh, it's another Monday, and that's when you, actually it is a Monday that we're recording this on. Isn't that interesting? Wild. We line that up well. You're listening to um, uh, a marriage, almost professional marriage advice podcast, where two people from uh, vastly different backgrounds and vastly different experience levels come together <laughs> to celebrate marriage by a- answering questions that are asked from random people on the internet. That's right. So you send your questions to us, and Joel and I do our very best to try to give you helpful advice. It might not always be good, but mm. it will certainly be helpful. Helpful even if it's just like, Gives you a chance to forget about your woes for a moment because we're just talking nonsense. That's right. We're good at talking nonsense. And I just wanted to point out that this is our 13th episode. Woo! But we're going to call it our 14th episode because we're, we don't, like, it, it's bad luck. 13 is I a bad know, luck number. I know. 13 is a great number. Oh, that's a good number? Yeah. In numerology, three is full of power. So. so why is it that in China, they're so terrified of 13? Why is it that buildings don't have 13 floor, 13th I, I floors? I don't know. For the same reason that people burned women at the stake for being witches, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the product of the patriarchy. Uh, 13 <laughs> is actually a great witch number. Yeah. And right. uh, the only reason people don't like 13 is because they hate women. That's, that's right. what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Interesting. <laughs> Misogyny. <Okay. laughs> Misogyny is why, Joel. Um, it's a, such a convenient answer for all things, you know? It is. It's the like, patriarchy. Why don't, I really prefer white bread. I don't like whole wheat bread. That's because you hate women, you know? Like, everything goes back to hating women. (laughs) That's uh, true. Like, you are denying your body the grains that it requires Mm -hmm. because you have an issue with Mother Earth, That's right. And because my mother kept on trying to feed me this healthy bread Uh, and as a rebellion against her, that horrible woman. (laughs) Because everyone hates women because of their mothers. Do you think that's true? People who hate women hate them because of their mothers? Well, do you think that mothers are helping in the uh, loving of women? Um, I think some mothers are. Think about, yeah, of course. But think about like all the people that are just like, they were raised by their mothers and they're so screwed up because of it. Mm. Have you ever noticed that? Where they're like, oh yeah, my mom was manipulative. Oh, I've definitely dated a couple of people with serious mommy issues. Interesting. That shit is not okay. It's like we're all celebrating women. We all think women are the greatest, but all these moms are screwing up their kids forever. And I'm not saying my mom. No, nor am I saying my mom. My mom mom is a lovely person who has done all she could to raise good people. That's right. And so has mine. 
Yeah. But some but of some these, moms, some, <laughs> some moms are not okay. And you know what's interesting with mommy issues? So I think there's like this popular myth or idea that when a woman has daddy issues, she's like kind of crazy in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. She, for some reason, she has fewer boundaries, so like anything yeah. kind of goes. I don't know how true that is. I've not really ever tested that theory, but it's the word on the street. Mm-hmm. I think the opposite is true for guys with mommy issues. Interesting. Some of the most terrible sex I've ever had has been with guys who have mummy issues. And is it, do you think, um, because they don't pay enough attention to women in general in a sense that they're kind of like, uh, you know, just like throw themselves into the thing in a reckless sort of way instead of being like, oh, this is a human being. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really allow myself to think too much about why <laughs> it was happening. Like, Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of time spent trying to solve those puzzles. But I'm happy to solve other people's mommy issues. So <laughs> just don't bring them to my bedroom. Me too. <laughs> Um, um, but I, I was mentioning 13th episode just because I think it's a nice time for us to like kind of pop back in here and tell people who we are and what we do beyond okay. this podcast because right. I had the pleasure of seeing you in your element this when? last week. That's um, true. I was doing comedy. Yeah. So okay, tell us about what you do, Joel. <laughs> I say that with remorse. I was doing comedy. I'm sorry. Um, well, uh, now should we? Are we saying what we're doing in perta- pertaining to podcasts? No, or just pertaining in life. in life. Like, what else do we do besides well, give people? Because I mentioned that last week, didn't I? Did you? Eh, yeah, not really. Um, I do. I well, first of all, let's. I will reiterate the podcast thing where you know we we are giving marriage advice. I have no experience. <laughs> And I want that to be abundantly clear just because, yeah, take what I say seriously sometimes. You have no experience with podcasting? <laughs> no, I have, I have too much experience with podcasting. Uh, some people that listen to my old podcast would tell you. But um, no, I have uh, no experience with marriage. I've never been married. Um, barely had a successful relationship in my life. And, um, and I think that that gives me the 50,000 foot view. <laughs> At least. <laughs> maybe even 100,000 foot. Maybe, feet. maybe. But what else do you do besides... Satellitic. Being... Is that a word? Satellitic. Satellitic I can view. see the earth... I can I see your it. marriage satellitically like from a satellite. orbit your marital problems. Yeah, and I can go, this is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. There's way... The ocean levels are rising in your marriage. <laughs> That's what the problem is. Um, the, the ice caps are not melting. You got to warm up to each other. You mm-hmm. see what I've done nice. there. Nice. That was good. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. really good. So I also uh, dabble in stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and I make music. Yes, you make I wonderful love music. making music. Joel has the voice of an angel. Honestly, I think he might be one of my favorite male vocalists. Should I give an uh, example of that? Here. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyway, go to youtube.com slash Joel Van Vliet. Just Google, just Google me. It's a lot better me. than the sample a, you just had. I can <laughs> there's say a lot of music. With confidence that um, you'll like his other stuff a lot better than what you just heard. I'm making a lot of music uh, lately for YouTube where me and my band and sometimes me all by myself and sometimes me with a, a guest will make a little bit of, we'll make a song. We'll do a song that mm-hmm. you may or may not have ever heard before. And it's also fun. He films the stuff right here in the studio where we're recording this podcast right now. So too. you feel like you're in the presence of a celebrity. 
Well, it's they're really well produced. They're beautiful videos. And it's also like I love to see the ways you put your own spin on songs that exist in the world. Thank you, yeah. I think it's a good time. Now, Kat, what the heck? Now, by the way, can I say I'm looking at a <laughs> naked woman. It's not, not Kat. Me. Not Kat. It's not me. Uh, but you have a book there that I believe you've written. I do have a book here. So, uh, okay, my turn. This is very masturbatory, don't you think? I feel like we're doing a little bit of a wank right you now. You know what? The thing is that we have done this podcast, and we haven't really talked about no our other projects we've done. And you, you, and we haven't even answered a question yet. But we are going to do we'll that. We'll get to that. But um, yeah, you you do a lot of things. Well, I feel like we both do a lot of things, and my hope oh, is that true. if people have actually come to like us through hearing this podcast, they might be interested in some of the other things we're doing. So, well, we did mention this book before. Are you going to talk about this particular book? I'm going to talk about both of the books. Okay. I am a secular minister. Uh, I perform life celebrations and marriage ceremonies all over the Niagara region where we are located. And I am also a poet and an indie author. And I wrote a book that I self-published in 2016. It's called Keeping It Up, A Guy's Guide to Great Relationship Sex. And I wrote this with the cis-hetero male in a long-term relationship in mind, because that's where my experience lies. Um, so it's a cute little resource. I know you're looking at the cover, but I actually am redesigning this cover because I don't like it anymore. Why? I don't know. I just It's got a naked girl on the front and, <laughs> and the back. And it's, well, if you want to throw that book away, just leave it on my <laughs> well, actually, table. Yeah, I have a copy for you as well. But um, mm. I, don't, I don't know. I think it needs a redesign. I may tackle the whole thing again. But also, I'm about to release my first novel. Now I'm excited about this because uh, I've been noticing you've been posting about it on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you guys go to uh, our the Instagram for the show, I do and I don't show on Instagram. You can go and follow the, the, like we our Instagrams are tagged in the little bio there. That's right. So you follow Cat. You can find all our me. stuff. And Joel's actually helping me record my novel as a podcast as well. <clears throat> so that will be coming soon. It's exciting times. And this are you, are you going to give us a teaser about what the what the book, is, book about? is about? Okay, so and and by the way, I think you did actually mention this on, on a previous podcast too. Did I? I think so, unless you were just telling me about it. But it's uh, it sounds uh, like a crazy, a bit of a crazy, a bit of a crazy story. story. Well, it, it is very loosely inspired by my own experience producing and artistic directing a cabaret burlesque troupe in Toronto for over a decade. Um, but the story is, uh, about a washed up actress who's getting a second shot at a career on stage in this insane theatrical burlesque production. And let me guess, she just does burlesque things and it all remains in the burlesque world of just exciting burlesque stuff, right? It doesn't do anything wild or crazy, does it? No, it does. In fact. Does it? Yeah, what? So, uh, as it turns out, the burlesque troupe she's cast amongst is actually a team of superhero mercenaries. That makes sense. Absolutely. So it's kind of a campy romp. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's kind of like a mashup of really quality, erotic women's fiction and the superhero genre. So uh, perfectly normal, uh, something we've all read before, tale as old as time, you know, washed up actress becomes burlesque troupe, member becomes superhero. Slash superhero. Yeah. <laughs> it's the origin story we've always wanted for ourselves. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess that's enough. Wanking. Well, check out, uh, the thing is that, no, check out 
Cat's Instagram. I think that maybe is the coolest way to get connected. Yeah. And I know you have a page on Facebook too, because you're going to be posting blogs about this with this book. That's right. I'm you're also going chapter by chapter. Yeah, chapter by chapter on my personal blog. So this Thank is one of those things. <laughs> no, this is one of those. Joel's things. my manager now. I. I just I think it's going to be really cool because it's one of those things every week people can read a while. Is it every week or bi weekly? Weekly. Have you decided? Yeah. And uh, so, and the thing is that I know a lot of people love listening to your voice on this podcast. Aww, and thanks, people. if you do this book and it's women's erotic superhero fiction, <laughs> I don't know if people are going to be able to handle you reading that. Woot woot. <laughs> like I think that uh, people are going to lose it, which. It kind of bothers me because it's going to be competing with this pod. Not that it's the same thing at all, but like if I had the choice between reading, hearing you read, you know, and she took off her bra <laughs> and her breasts, delicate breasts whistled through the wind. Can breasts whistle? Have you ever had do no. you, any breasts whistle? There are no book? whistling breasts in my story. Her, the wind whistled through her nipples. Um, I would listen to that long before I listened to me rambling on <laughs> and interrupting you. <laughs> it would just, I don't think that my book is nearly as funny as our podcast. So Okay, well, you'd be surprised how few people care about funny when nipple whistling is... But there's no nipple <laughs> whistling in my story, so don't even Okay, you don't know what I'm saying, it's it. the voice. But imagine how well-rounded people's lives would be if they listened to your music, mm-hmm. and then they listened to our podcast... <laughs> And then they listen to my book. Yeah. What else the, could you do? The want only way for? to get well rounded is to listen to all the things two people are doing. <laughs> <laughs> so much diversity. <laughs> but, but 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 not to discourage people paying attention to everything we're doing. All right, we should <laughs> yeah, get please. should we get into some questions? Please let's. Please let's do that. What's <clears> the book called? My superhero story? Yeah. It's called Bump and Grind. Nice. Which is a great <laughs> lyric. I you know what I, to promote that I should do um, the Children of the Revolution by uh, T-Rex because he sings you can bump and grind if it's good for your mind in it. That would be wonderful. Okay. We'll, you could dedicate it to me. Yeah. I'll, we'll try uh-huh. to, I'll try to make that happen. I'll try to make that Thanks, happen. Thanks, Joel. Got to get the band in on that one. Oh, man. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Joel and Kat. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> My hubby and I have been married for two years and we've fallen into a pattern I really don't like. Mm -mm. In the early days of our relationship, I would cook for him because I love cooking and because I loved showing him my affection that way. Now, it seems, there's this unspoken expectation that I'm responsible for all the meals around here. The same is true for laundry, vacuuming, and it often feels like any other household duties fall to me, and I only get help when I ask for it. Is this a man thing? I feel like I'm becoming more of a mom in this situation than a partner. The joy has been stripped from cooking and keeping the house looking good because I feel like I'm the only one who cares about it. How can we distribute household duties more equally? How can I get him to be more proactive about this stuff without having to nag? Now, uh, does this, is this an Italian, I wonder if this is an Italian man that she's talking about. (laughs) Why would you think it was an Italian man? I just hear about these Italian guys, you know, they're real mama's boys. Mama's done everything for them. And then they get in these relationships and they go, well, you got to do this too. And a lot of the times the Italian la- girls, they're raised to do that too. I don't want to, um, you know, paint all Italians with the same olive brush. I think you, I think you just did. Well, 
That's me. I'm broad stroke. They call me broad strokes Joel. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone's ever called me that. Um, <clears throat> so how do we, how do I stop, how do I convince my partner to start doing household chores? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, hmm. um, I wonder, so this is one of those problems with, and we've talked about it before where it's like the, this is the standard was set early on in the relationship, right? Like this is how things were. But do you think that's fair? Like if I was dating a man and he cooked me dinner a few times, I would not suddenly expect him to be my chef for the rest of my existence. I don't know if it's fair, Kat. (laughs) But it just is. (laughs) But all is fair in love and war. But, um, but it, it kind of is one of those things where it's like you've, uh, like she has uh, set a particular standard. That's not to say that, well, you can't go back from that, but it is maybe more difficult to, to roll that back. Also, um, what is the uh, situation? Like, um, did, like, okay, so for instance, if I'm constantly going over to a girlfriend's house, and this is her space, and she cooks, and it's kind of her world, it's more difficult for me to maybe... I might not feel the same uh, need to jump in and help with the chores in her space. Yeah, but they're married now, so presumably they have their own household that oh, they've established. so this has... this has this is It's just, like, long, carried over, it Oh, my goodness, like. so that's a long time that they've... Uh, sort of been in this particular scenario that's mm-hmm. even more difficult mm-hmm. but um i guess the only solution is to start making the worst food like this is just for the <laughs> cooking one start making the worst food that you've ever made in your life double all the salt yeah. Sometimes uh, don't even use salt. Use sugar instead by accident. <laughs> Whoops. I've just been so busy with all this vacuuming I have to do. It's smart because you have to bring in all the other chores mm-hmm. and say, look at all these other things I've had to do. This is why I was so absent-minded to put sugar in the fettuccine, whatever we're making. I don't know anything about food. but um, <laughs> I don't know anything about food. But I think that that's a pretty smart idea. Where you're you're making the worst, and he's like, "This is awful." And if you if he likes his noodles al dente, overcook them. If he likes them really soggy, undercook them. Do things that you know he hates, and then so, be like, "Babe, you could always cook." This seems a little bit passive aggressive to me. Boo boo what? <laughs> it really does. Um, and it's a little formulaic for you, this response, I have to say. How dare you? Uh, see, my advice would be just do it horribly until he gets so sick of it, he gets outraged. So your solution is always communicate. My solution is always manipulate by doing things badly. That's right. That's right. But- All right. Well, we've ended the podcast, 13 episodes. <laughs> and we're out. Uh, no, I'm actually going to say something crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have built that up so much, but I know I would normally say you both need to sit down and have a conversation about this and like be really clear about what it costs you to put all this energy into this space and not have it reciprocated, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) that all sounded pretty on point, (laughs) Thorne. But this weekend I went to this amazing retreat Mm. and I learned a lot about balancing the yin and the yang in your personal energy 
and uh, the yang energy is the more traditionally masculine energy. And I have to give a shout out to Jenny Arndt, who is like an amazing teacher of these things and who led this retreat. Um, if you have a lot of yang energy, you're like task oriented. I you're... think you're saying that wrong. It's wang energy. No, no, that's a different thing. That's a different type altogether, of energy? Altogether, yeah. Okay. yeah so, the wing and the wang. So in this case, if this woman were to be in a position where she is like, you need to do this, you need to do that, and she's aggressively pursuing him to do something, she's following more of the yang mm. energy. But sometimes women are in need more of their, well, everyone is in need of a balance between the two. And I think some w- women in our culture in general is more yang predominant, not wang predominant. Um, and the real thing to do here is just sit and do nothing. Okay. So you, I, I think what I'm hearing is uh, a little bit of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is, is you kind of want it to be his idea. Yeah, let's like, so, don't say do this. You got to go. Well, let's see if he thinks of it on his own. Yeah, Jenny explained this yin principle in such a beautiful way. So the yin is like the egg when you think of sperm and egg, mm-hmm. and it sits and waits, and it has everything it needs to be able to receive what it needs, uh, and it just waits for it to arrive. So just so sit. that's so don't be passive aggressive. Just be passive. <laughs> just be passive. <laughs> like really, <laughs> totally passive. passive. Don't do the laundry. Don't vacuum, don't dust, don't do anything you don't absolutely feel to do. If you want to cook that day, sure, cook that day. If you don't feel like cooking, don't cook. Okay, but when, (laughs) because you know the conversation that's coming, right? Because he goes, "Uh, babe, I don't have any clean underwear. Yeah, and then she can say, oh, have you done laundry? Oh my goodness! Then he wants to throw her through a window. <laughs> well, he can want <laughs> whatever he wants. But it's not because. But it's not because. And by the way, I don't. I don't want anyone to have d- domestic violence. Is horrible. That's not. I was <laughs> wasn't advocating with that. <laughs> We're not advocating anyone. But there's some anger. Be, well, frustration because, and it's not that you that she didn't do the laundry. I don't think that's where the frustration. It's the that. Well, did you do the laundry? you've always done the laundry. Why would I even think now I have to start doing the laundry? You've always done it. And when I've asked you about it, now you're being, you're going, well, did you, how dare you? Like that would make me so mad. (laughs) Mad enough to do the laundry? No. Well, sure. I do the laundry like begrudgingly because I need to have clean underwear, but it's not, I don't, this is not a healthy choice. But then you're feeling more fire and you're stepping more into. No, that's the wrong, your your friend Jen is wrong. She's not, she's brilliant. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't mind maybe an idea of passiveness, but in this case, the whole time, like we have not, we're not eating anything tonight. You, You didn't make anything. Well, did you make something or did you bring food home? Why would I do that every other night we are married every other night leading up until this point you've taken the responsibility of the food thing and now you've decided to stop and all of a sudden be all yin with it and you haven't (laughs) mentioned that to me at all now you know i'm not an advocate for communication (laughs) so okay but this would infuriate me because of the response in jenny's defense this is not what she would say to do this is not. She would You're just twisting it. Well, no, I am taking my yin energy, and I'm telling you what I would do in this situation. I would stop. I mean, I guess you could say, "Hey, listen, I don't feel like cooking this evening," and just leave it at that. See yeah, what happens. I think. I think that you need to. 
I don't maybe you don't have want to, go, have to do this, the laundry. Yeah, you don't have to maybe do the sit down thing where you say this is the whole thing, but you can maybe give the person a heads up, you know, or, but you know, in this case, heads be- up, I'm not going to be doing the job that I never signed up to do tonight <laughs> that you are just expecting that I'm going to do for you. But it's so like, I'm I get, not doing it. Anymore. I get the frustration <laughs> that she's feeling, but you, it's not fair because you, it's always been that way. It's just like all of a sudden the buck stops, and I get that. I get that we don't want it. Like I shouldn't be the only one doing these things around this house. No, of course not. Like I get that, of course. Because gone are the times where like we are an Italian homemaker, and Mm -hmm. like we're not going out of the house or we're not working at our own career. We have jobs as well. So why? Why do all these domestic things? Of course, and I'm on the same page with that. But you know why this is happening? Why the patriarchy? Men. <laughs> Those horrible men. No, I love men. Me too. I, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> I love men. I feel like this whole yin and yang principle could like truly save us as a society and a species. But you're you're almost describing uh, traditional gender roles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know it's crazy. So we're going back to those times when. No, I think that. Well, I guess traditional gender roles would be that the woman is expected to. Yeah, do that and I, I think the, the principles of yin and yang, which I will not profess to really truly know very deeply at this point. I'm really excited about learning more about this. Mm-hmm. But as I understand it, and truly, Jenny is the person to talk to here. As I understand it, it's about embodying these qualities in an abstract sense and not a literal sense, right? So Yeah, but this is you in this scenario you've given us a very literal um version where this person's sitting there just not doing anything mm-hmm. and their husband's going, "Why wouldn't you tell me to pick up a pizza?" You know? Like why wouldn't you give me a hint because okay. now we're both going to be hungry. Can I retract then? I hope so. Because <laughs> I feel like you're me right now and I'm you. Like, this is insane. Well, see, I'm inviting you to step into your yang right oh, now. Oh, how dare you? You see how angry I'm getting? I, it's this wonderful. Is, this is the, Jenny said this would happen. The, uh, of, yeah, <laughs> when you are a monster, you're going to get this kind of reaction. This is not a good way to treat people. I've never seen you like this. It's quite exciting, well, it's actually. ridiculous. But you know why? You know why? Because I know I I've had experiences not unlike this, where it's just like all of a sudden someone chooses to stop doing something that was just always the way things were, mm-hmm. and then you ask them about it, and then they act like it's perfectly well. Did you? But what? What do you mean? Did I? You? I, this has never been. Like my job, you want? Do you want to make the change, the complete change? Then you gotta mention it. So you're advocating communication. How then. dare you make me say that? Was this a trick? Was <laughs> no. this a trick? <laughs> no, you're just arriving at your truth, Joel. No. Um, Welcome <clears throat> to Chi. I wonder. Okay, so to, what, were you going to say something else? I was going to say that I think maybe this can be a two pronged approach, and we can combine both of our solutions to create a perfect harmonious balance. So first, you infuriate your partner by being <laughs> passive and no. doing all that nonsense, no. and then you say, "Should we have a talk?" No, I think that the talk comes first. First comes the awareness piece. So, yes. like, really sit in it and understand why you need this change to happen. 
and uh, be clear on that. And then communicate. Listen, I don't really want to cook every day and I don't really want to be the one who's always doing laundry and I don't really want to be the one who's doing the dusting or the vacuuming. So I'm actually going to stop. And if you want to pick up some of that, that would be wonderful. Maybe if you're open to talking about sharing these responsibilities, we can come up with a system that works. Or we can just approach it organically and do like a check-in each day and see who's up for it. Or if we want to do it together sometimes, because that can be fun. But stop trying to do it because they're not. Like what happens, which is really not good for anybody, is when she sees that he's not doing it and then she gets really mm. pissed and does it all. That's the other... That's the the other side of that coin right Mm -hmm. and you don't really want that either I think um saying I'm gonna stop is a bad phrase tell me why because it's it it's kind of a full stop Mm -hmm. and you did go back from that and said like maybe we can talk about it uh you know we can say who wants to do it today or check in blah blah those are better things to say but to go like I'm I'm gonna stop you know how people say I'm a for everything these days I'm a I'm a gonna stop, and then um, well, that they sounds are actually Italian. Italian. <laughs> As you, I'm a gonna stop. As you had so <laughs> justly pointed out. Yeah. So they, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm gonna stop because that's a ridiculous thing too. So you're stopping any cooking and cleaning. I think what I meant is that I'm gonna stop taking the lead on this. Right. I'm not. I'm not gonna do this all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't be the only one doing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe a good, easy solution would be to say, would you be interested in making a schedule with me where we write down who's doing which on which days? Like on Tuesdays, I can't do it anymore. Like I'm way too busy. I've got dance. Um, And that's when I'm connected to the universe and feel alive. So if you don't want me feeling alive. (laughs) Nice. See, remember. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, Thursdays I have... um, whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So he's like, okay, I, I can take Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. But you know, by the way, I hate vacuuming. Like I just hate vacuuming. If you do the vacuuming, that'd be great. I'll do the laundry. Yeah. You know, those trade-offs Yeah. because I certainly would rather, well, I don't mind doing laundry. I don't actually, I have to do everything. That's why my house is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, but when you do get partnered, you're going to have oh, so many more skills than most other people. That's, I suppose, true. I still don't fold and put my laundry away, so maybe that would be, you know, I don't mind putting in the machines. Anyway, that, we're not talking about me. We're talking about this <laughs> Italian couple. The thing is that, um, you know, those, and not to say, like, I'm going to make a schedule. Because while you were talking, I thought, because I wasn't listening, I thought, what if she just made a schedule and put it out? Because I was following your no, stupid that's idea. that's yang. If she, yeah, no. But if she made a schedule and put it up, that's that's still yin. Because it's like, these are days I'm not doing things and you can do but it. But then she's taking the she's action. She's taking the action, too. And that is a, and that would also be annoying. So she yeah. should say, hey, I don't want to do these things. It's not going to work. On these particular days, do you want to make a schedule with me where we can, you know, mm-hmm. like have a normal conversation? Yeah. And I think it's different than when I say, like, I need, especially in the dating thing, I need more of this, I need more of that. You know, you need to change who you are for me. These are just uh, actions that it doesn't matter if he's happy doing them. 
It doesn't matter if he's doing them out of like because he's passionate about them. We all have to do these things in our lives. Yeah, they just got to get the shit done. Yeah. So don't listen to Kat on this one. Listen to me. <laughs> have a normal conversation where you're not passive or aggressive. <laughs> you're just matter of fact. And you go, can we make a schedule? Because I just can't do the dinner making every time. And he's maybe going to go, well, then every time it's my turn, we're doing takeout. That's what I would say. Because <laughs> I can't really cook that well. Uh-huh. Or I'd go, okay. And that's I'll fair. I'll do a trade-off. If that's you, totally fair. If you want to do the cooking thing or even just like, you know, I'll even sit, I'll even do like a Sunday, we make meals for the whole week and I'll just help. But you have to be the brains of the operation. I love that. You know, I'll do that the cutting the like peppers fun. and, you know, whatever. You, you tell can, me what to do. Come I'm up with idiot. the recipes. We'll yeah. shop together. Or if I hate grocery shopping, maybe you can shop. I'll go get it. Just give me the list. I just don't want to think about it. I would love to spend a Sunday doing that. And then we make the things, put them in the fridge, freeze them, whatever. And then maybe once in the week, you'll make something a f- like nice fresh meal or something mm-hmm. like that or something, you know, whatever. Or maybe but, once in the week, you'll take me out for dinner. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never adverse to going out for like some pho or something like that. Big yeah, fan. Same. So yeah, huh. done. Great. We sorted that. Hey, it occurs to me that um, maybe Jenny could be a guest on the podcast. I don't like her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like what she believes in. I don't, and by the way, I don't want her coming on the podcast and then leaving feeling very <laughs> upset that all of her ideas were kiboshed. Well, I think I think what would be cool is to do like a segment maybe where we have like someone weigh in on a concept, right? Like a professional who slips in, talks about a thing, and then we go back to answering questions. Well, I guess if you read the questions ahead of time, you know what concept we're going to be dealing with mm-hmm. so you could prepare us with a guest yeah, yeah. Right. uh write a tell us if you want <laughs> just trying to drum up some uh what's it called engagement uh leave us message tell us if you want us to have guest engagement uh, yeah let us know how you guys how feel about feel. having guests yeah, that's what i meant to say. like joel and i haven't really even talked about this in any great detail but the way i imagine it is that the guests would talk about any topic that you guys are interested in for like whatever their area expertise is and then after we have a chance to chat about that a little bit joel and i move on to answer your regularly scheduled questions yeah So how about we take on another question? I'd love it. Dear, I do and I don't. I can't stand my wife's best friend. She's loud, obnoxious, and rude. When she's at our home, she drinks too much and spends most of the time talking shit about her own partner, like stuff I'm sure the guy wouldn't want anyone else to know. When my wife spends time with this woman, she starts to get really testy with me. I think she's a bad influence. I know it's not cool to tell your spouse who they can be friends with, but is there a way at least that I cannot have to have this person in my home? Mm. Well, you don't have to be in your home when they're there. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Just go away. Just leave. (laughs) But by the way, I mean, uh, I'm not entirely, like I'm not not on this guy's team Mm -hmm. because toxic relationships, like they do exist. I don't think he's just uh, inventing this thing, um, somebody who's loud, boorish. Uh, okay, fine. Maybe she doesn't have the greatest spouse or whatever. She's complaining about him a lot. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like she's a bit of a nightmare. Well, it sounds like he's very triggered by her. Like she's very annoying to him. And uh, I'm not sure that he understands the value his wife is getting out of their friendship. I, I wonder if there is value. There might be. 
like what? Well, who knows? Just because he doesn't like her doesn't mean she's not a good person. It Maybe he has like mommy she, issues. I, 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 <laughs> he, has aunt, he has mommy's best friend issues. Mommy's best friend issues. But like from the description, she does not sound like a a great character. No, she sounds like a, a handful. Yeah. Like, but. can we? Do we have to um, assume that all people are have value? I mean, I try to. <laughs> no, like people I think have that's value, what makes but you like and I some, so different. Sometimes <laughs> that's what makes us so different. I see people as just pointless. <laughs> you see them as creatures with value. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's the whole thing. Um, I didn't know. I really didn't think that human beings had value. Um, but I think there is like not all relationships, um, are valuable. That's true. Like because of the toxicity. But like, how is he going to come to his wife and say, you can't be friends with her anymore? Well, he can't say that. No, of course you're not. But he can go, why are you friends with that? <laughs> like why? Like, what is it? Like what we, and this is what the answer is going to be. She's one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since high school. It doesn't matter. So you think it's a history thing? Uh, probably. Mm. And He's, you don't you don't think you should hang on to people just because of longevity? Way no. no? Hu- I'm a huge dump them. Dump Get them. Get rid of them. There's no like there's nothing to be gained from a toxic relationship. It doesn't matter how long. And and if it's been going on a really long time, more the reason to cut those chains and get out of there. But we don't know that this relationship is toxic for his wife. If she, now, I mean, we're, if we take his, what he's saying at face value, okay, and Mm -hmm. we go that this guy isn't um, like an idiot himself (laughs) and he's, he's, you know, conscientious and a good person. What does he say? My wife, what, when she's been spending time with her? She starts to get real testy with me. Mm-hmm. So either he is a jerk, and of course she's getting testy with him because he's the problem. Yeah. But we're going to assume that he's not the problem, and okay. he's actually a lovely guy. We're doing that? That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because, and I'm only basing this on the first part of the question where this girl sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So she is influencing his wife in a negative way mm-hmm. to kind of emulate some of those attitudes. Right. And then their marriage and their relationship sort of pays the price because this woman is is kind of poisonous. So what does he do then? He has to, I know I've suggested this before, you're going to say it's formulaic, but he has to get a hit out on that friend. A hit? A hit, yeah, he's going to get her killed. I mean, there's no, because there's no, you can't talk about it. No, there's no chance they're having a conversation. It's just t- straight to the death. I squad. had a girlfriend. <laughs> I had a girlfriend who had a friend who was, um, yeah, just an just a moron, like just a bad influence, <laughs> just a real, uh, you know, just not a good person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she, say, it was that story of like we've been friends for ever and ever and ever. And I was like, yeah, but what's the value there? Yeah. And and especially this thing where it's like she comes over and they she just drinks too much. Like that's another thing where and you can weigh on weigh, weigh in on this one if you want, but I don't understand how if you're intoxicated whenever you're with someone, how much of a connection are you making? That's true. With that veil. That's true. You know, and people go, No, we have such great time. Yeah, but like you're not 
fully your like have sober conversations and see how those go. Yeah, and yeah. that's the, the your those are your real selves. I think I already know the answer to this, but do you think there's any value in him asking his wife about what she's getting out of the relationship? Well, that's what I'm. That's why I, I kind of said that. I said, "What? Like, why? Why? <laughs> why are you still I don't, friends I, with this person?" We worded it differently. You said, "What is the value you're getting out of the relationship?" My version is, "Why do you spend time with this monster?" <laughs> but it's the same question. Same question. <laughs> just phrased a little yeah, bit just differently. Slightly different phrasing, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I mean, that he can, that's all he can do. Of course. And if there's no chance that she's going to reconsider the value of this person in her life and she's going to stick with this friendship, you called it when you said, well, why can't he leave when this woman yeah, is over at his the, house? Or be in another, like, other part of the house. Yeah. Just stay away and be like, no, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And the only other solution is to go out, go to the bars, find a real douchebag. And constantly bring him home. Oh, wow. And be like, this is my best friend now, sweetie. <laughs> Enjoy. And she's like, you have great tits, you know? And she's like, I don't feel good about this guy. He's my best friend. I don't know. You do have great tits, honey. And she's like, I don't <laughs> like the way you talk to me when he's around. Sorry. He's just influencing me. He's a sweet guy. I really love him. And then maybe she'll go, hold on. So it's the taste of the old medicine. Yeah. So, if she's okay. not going to listen to reason. In summary... There's a confrontational calling out of the friendship, uh-huh. um, a taste of the own medicine yeah. approach, and then a hit if all else fails. <laughs> Those are my ideas. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? I, well, I've got a, a connected conversation about the value of the friendship mm-hmm. and some vulnerable sharing of the effect that this person has on him. Uh, I have seizing the opportunity for personal alone time when this person is around. You can do your own thing and enjoy that. So well framed, Kat. So well framed. Then my last suggestion would be a reward system in which he rewards his wife with very detailed cunnilingus every time she doesn't hang out with this woman. Okay. Detailed. (laughs) (laughs) I literally. Let me catch you up on this. Detailed cunnilingus. This This isn't. This is high resolution cunnilingus. <laughs> this is millions of megapixels. Well, billions. I don't know. There was always like my camera is twenty four megapixels. Uh, this is like fifty megapixels of cunnilingus. <laughs> what is making it so detailed? I just think like the amount of time spent and mm-hmm. the attention. Mm-hmm. There's just like a lot of consideration and mindfulness in the approach to this particular brand. Like of cunnilingus. she's she's written like. A novel length where he like follows, he's like, uh, suck on the left labia, okay. Suck on the right labia, okay. <laughs> quick, quick okay. flicks, maybe, quick flicks, maybe quick slower, slower, best. slower, 100 BPMs, 90 <laughs> BPMs, 80 BPMs, full flat tongue. <laughs> like they won't even have time to see this other woman again. So much detail. <laughs> That'd be so, that'd be amazing. I think I meant thorough. Okay. I think the word I wanted there was thorough. Should have said that then. But there's so, (laughs) imagine somebody, this is interesting. Imagine somebody (laughs) knew their body so well that they could be like, okay, now you need to go like what I just described, like flick, 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 flat tongue, flat tongue, suck it, suck it, suck it. (laughs) Like, you know, like in the moment you might be like, okay, this is what I'm in the mood for, but Imagine being like, okay, this is what you're going to do, and I'm just going to lay back and enjoy it. That'd be someone that really knows... Their stuff. Their stuff. That, mm-hmm. like, that'd be crazy. Yeah. 
If your girlfriend or your wife has a friend who can teach her that, that's a friend worth hanging on to. Yeah, get another friend. By the way, that might be another solution. If No. <laughs> no, I'm shutting this down immediately. Why? You don't know what I'm going to say. I wasn't going to be rude. What was I going to say? Were you going to suggest a threesome? No. That's a great idea, though. <laughs> it's really not. That's a brilliant idea, Kat. No, what I was going to suggest was um, if maybe he has a buddy who, or they have a, a friend who is a really lovely person, has a lovely wife and stuff like that, maybe trying to create a new couple friend. Yeah, that's that, a, they can, that is a good idea. To, to, to monopolize her time. Yeah. And then, you know, but I, I, I feel like, I mean, I... These types of things, it's always, they're the oldest friend. You kind of have to go, no, look at it. Just step back from it and look at it. Yeah, like this what is, is it really? Person. And you can do that with your friendships. You can revisit them as the years go on and see, like, are they still of value in your life? Yeah, or you, you just have to, you have to uh, get rid of people. They're they're not worth saving. Because it's true. Sometimes people who you think are well-intentioned can actually just be weighing you down and you really have to control the access that they have to you and set boundaries where mm-hmm. they're concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, my, my reward system was really just kind of a joke so mm. okay i don't i don't know that anyone needs to reward do that. systems are it's a bit manipulative questionable yeah for sure um should we move on to the next question the next and final question my husband and i have just celebrated a year of marriage things are generally good but when we fight it can get really heated and nothing gets resolved i've heard there are rules for fair fighting can you tell your listeners what those are i think it would be helpful for a lot of people regardless of how long they've been together Interesting that she's heard there are rules, but she can't Google them. <laughs> I'm sure she has Googled them. Maybe she's just trying to do a service for everybody else. You know, I appreciate all the questions we get, Kat, but uh, this one seems a little bit leading. <laughs> As a plug for my book? Does your book mention <laughs> rules? Yes. Yes, it does, but they're not my rules. So. Well, it seems like you probably have things to say. <laughs> I do, and certainly you must have some good fighting rules. Fighting rules? I don't. I just don't fight. You know. I mean, that's one of my powers is that I just never get angry, um, never fight. I don't understand anger, which is interesting for this question. And I feel like I've mentioned it before that I just don't get really. I find angry anger funny, but no, we've never talked about this. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. I just think anger is hilarious. Why? Like, like you don't get angry ever. I don't really like the words I would use is are are bothered Uh and frustrated. Okay, but like anger, like someone coming in hot and being angry. You've never been angry. No, I know I've been angry. Like I've I've felt uh, some sort of anger, but like the response that you see that angry, like the exterior external anger, Mm -hmm. is. You've heard me be emphatic on yes. this podcast. Yes. That would be similar to my angry. Like if I'm communicating and angry, there's going to be a bit of emphasis. Like I'd be similarly emphatic, but certainly not like, I, like I'm, I'm like going to swear or I'm going to say ridiculous things. Wow. And, and probably if I'm really angry, and it's very rare, I just don't feel that way a lot of the time I'm more just like what's this then and then <laughs> I'll have to think about it the only time I'll get like feel more anger um is if I'm completely disregarded or um like something is incredibly ridiculous 
Like I'll be like, what? But it's so rare, you know? But I'll, I'll probably sit with it more than react to it mm-hmm. and then deal with it. I'm not an angry person. So when I see somebody come out and they're just like... Guns blazing. Yeah. It, to me, especially if it's over something silly. Something that you deem silly. Which is most... Because I, because I don't experience... I'm like, everything uh, is relax. Silly. Like, calm down. So everything's a little bit funny. So... Yeah, it'll be, I'll just laugh at it. Mm. And uh, that's not a helpful thing if someone's really angry mm. <laughs> you laugh at them. When you were a little kid and you got angry about stuff, what did that look like? I got to throw myself back there. Um, like say you were seven years old and you got I angry. I think I'm the type, I probably was the type of kid that anger turned into tears. Mm-hmm. And, but not, and then like not a lot of lashing out, more going away. Mm-hmm. And then just thinking about it, dealing with it. And then, like, I'm not saying I'm not going to retaliate, mm-hmm. especially as a kid, with sarcasm or sort of <laughs> verbal attacks later on down the road when everything's calm and cool. Um, but again, I mean, I had a pretty good childhood where I didn't have a lot of reason to be angry, a lot of legitimate reasons. So I'm fairly placid doesn't for some reason because it's so close to flaccid I don't want to say it <laughs> wang but placid I'm a flaccid wang I'm a, a placid placid yeah. river uh, lake <laughs> pond um, but I'm pretty calm mm-hmm. um, so I don't so this question is difficult for me to really answer how does not when things are all fired up, how in do you fight a nicely. relationship? How do you fight? I, I would I fight fairly. Is that well? Let me let me tell you what I've discovered. Okay, courtesy of the Counseling and Mental Health Center at the University of Austin, Texas. No. All right, so these <laughs> let me are, try that again. <laughs> the University of Austin, <laughs> Texas. Ah. Uh, This is from the Counseling and Mental Health Center at the University of Texas at Austin. Mm. Why didn't they just say the University of Austin, Texas? That's what they call the university because they don't know how. This is the University of Texas (laughs) at Austin. You mean in Austin? (laughs) At it. It's at Austin. No, it wouldn't be in the city. Is it in the city or at the city? I don't know. It's around the city. What? (laughs) <laughs> they don't know how to speak English. Go on. But they did come up with some good rules for disagreeing okay, in a way well, that's if you're going to read us the rules, you better do it in a southern accent. I have to do it in a southern I accent? I think so. Okay. Or it's not going right, to be I'll legitimate. Try. I'll try. Bear it's, with me, folks. It's got to be authentic. All right. So the first one, and you'll like this, is remain calm. Remain calm. <laughs> try not to overreact. <laughs> I can't do it. Was that part of, were you, did you have an accent for try not to overreact? Because it sounded like you. I can't, I can't do this. I'm losing it. Do you want me to read? Here, I'll read him. <laughs> yeah, please. And then you. you... Wax poetic. Remain calm. <laughs> try not to overreact to difficult situations. By remaining calm, it's more likely that others will consider your viewpoint. So you nailed it in your approach to anger. Yes, you are Remain calm. calm. Yeah, good. What's the next one? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I always say express feelings in words, not actions. Express your feelings in words and not actions. Right, like, okay, if this, 
if one of your bulls, you know, you know, uh, or a steer, you know, you need to brand its hind quarters. Now this guy's going to be overacting. He's going to be kicking. He's going to be trying to get you away from him. Now if he just said that's going to burn, that's going to hurt. Can you please not brand me with that? And then I'd say, all right. But because he's <laughs> acting all crazy and stuff, we just hold him down, still burn him with that brand. Okay. So so you should express yourself with words instead of like smashing plates or... Throwing spoons. Throwing spoons. You know, it's just like, well, this thing says, telling someone directly and honestly how you feel can be a very powerful form of communication. <laughs> And if you start to feel so angry or upset that you feel you may lose control, take a time out. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And do something to help yourself to feel steadier. In my house, we say put a gap in. Yeah, put a thigh gap in. There are no thigh gaps in my house. <laughs> <laughs> None, have you seen nowhere. me? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, I have, th- this happened the other time. I have such a hard time responding to you talking about your body. Like, I'm so scared. And it's not, it's just any commenting on any woman's body anytime. I don't know what to say. That's And okay. I don't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joel, I, I don't work out a lot. Have you noticed? <laughs> but, but no, I don't. You're hot. I don't know. Can I even say? No, no. Like, it's hard to say any response. I'm very sorry to make you uncomfortable. Well, it's not you. It's it's society. society. It's the fucking patriarchy. <laughs> no, it's women. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that time it's not men. It's yeah. women constantly yelling at people to stop commenting on their bodies. Yeah, but because we've become so intensely sexualized that nobody can just even appreciate you know, a sincere that's, compliment. That's women. They're always turning it back on you. Mm, but I'm not. It's no not, responsibility. You are not the patriarchy. I'm just... A patriarchy? You are as much a victim of this oppressive system as we are. <laughs> it is true. It's, Why do you think your wang true. is flaccid? Hey, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. It's Be- funny. I feel no way about commenting on your body. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Women. Be specific about what's bothering you. Um, it really bothers me when you... <laughs> Comment on my flaccid wang that you don't know anything about. That is true. I don't know anything about that. So hurtful. Vague complaints are hard to work on. At least something's hard to work on. That you should have said that. Um, Vague complaint. I was trying to like not choke to death over here. Vague complaints are hard to work on. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah, vague complaints are hard to. Yeah, That's be specific, specific about okay. the... Uh, uh, Sorry, I got lost in the accent. I'm like not even hearing the tips anymore. You got to... Specificity. <laughs> Specificity is imperative. That, that one's self-explanatory. Deal with only one issue at a time. Hmm. Oh my goodness. I remember my first girlfriend. Like, it would be three... And, you know, we were young and and... I'm, she, but this was in her nature, and I, I didn't know that this was crazy. I mean, I had a. Sneaking, I didn't know that this was crazy. I had a sneaking suspicion. That's a good book title. <laughs> That's a good like relationship. Help. I didn't know that this was crazy because <laughs> sometimes you don't. But when I was younger, and she would go, um, like I remember one time, three hours of crying. 
And it was just like following like this maze of dead ends and like different, and it's always a different problem. And I did that wrong. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I'm sitting there like trying to deal with, like put out all these fires that I didn't even know were fires. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, this is what that was. a. That sounds like manic cycling. She didn't, we, neither of us knew the term for it that someone's (laughs) made up, but um, it probably was. And, you know, by the end of it, I'm like, next time, if I upset you, tell me right away and then we can deal with it at the time. Because this three hours of like, I don't even know what it was. Yeah. And it was just, this was just a problem that she had where she easily got angry about anything Mm. and, uh, hence the ending of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, if it was one thing at a time, that would have been heaven for me. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Um, no hitting... Oh, wait, I'm not British. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Texas, y'all. We're in Texas, at Austin. <clears throat> no hitting below the belt. Mm. Keep what does it, that mean, hitting below the belt? Uh, I mean, I know the literal interpretation is that you're like knocking someone in the nuts, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Next. Um, <laughs> but what does that mean? Like taking low shots? Like pot shots. Or like um, attacking someone at a really personal level? Sensitive area. Mm-hmm. Um, below the... Well, you wrote it. I don't know what you're I asking. I didn't write it. It's from the University of Attacking, Texas at Austin. It's in your book. <clears throat> That's true. It's in the resources section of my wonderful book. Attack in areas of personal sensitivity creates an atmosphere of distrust, anger, and vulnerability. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that they use vulnerability in that context because now it's like a buzzword for what you want to achieve in a relationship. Oh, is it? Yeah, because you want to be vulnerable. Oh. That's Brene Brown's entire platform. You may have heard of Brene Brown. No, but you know what? I think that <laughs> the way she, as in AKA you, is using this as AKA them, but mm-hmm. in your book, um, is that when someone feels vulnerable, they get on the back foot and then you're less likely maybe to be vulnerable because you're coming at them. Because you're feeling like your personal history is under siege. Yeah, and, and, and the thing about below the belt is like instead of saying like, um, look, you're not emotionally... Uh, it's, it, be, instead of going, yeah, you're, you're emotionally unavailable and I need something more from you. You go, you treat me like dirt because your mother never loved you. Whoa, yeah, you know that's what I mean? really below the belt <laughs> right there. Yeah, so all of a sudden it's like <clears throat> a hardcore attack on this person's... Personal history. Yeah, and vulnerabilities. Yeah. And, uh, and again, it shows how mothers can ruin children's lives. Um, can, we, can we pause here just for a sec? Because I think that when you're in relationship with someone... It's, they often get your worst behavior. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of the way it goes, right? right? Because you have created this sense of safety there where you can just be more authentic, even if that authentic expression is kind of shitty sometimes. Not only that, but they're the person you spend the most time with. Exactly, so yeah. And so your partner ends up finding out all these personal details about your life that you don't mm-hmm. share with a lot of other people. And if those come up in a fight and are used as an attack, yes. that's really kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Nothing like a woman to do that. <laughs> I've had that from several of the men. You've had that from men? Fuck yeah. Those are some pretty 
effeminate men because men don't remember. <laughs> I, I I was watching some stand-up, I forget who it was, but um, they were like, women remember everything that you've ever said ever from the beginning of your relationship, you know, and they'll bring it back up. Yeah. But you said this, you know, and, and sometimes in ways that aren't, you know, helpful. But um, <laughs> but men, like, I don't have, like, people will go, did you, you said this. I, I don't remember that. And I, I won't be able to remember what you said in order to throw it in your face. So, like, I'm screwed in yeah. an argument. I can't win those at all. Um, except by using logic. Damn your logic. Avoid accusations. Mm. You did this and you did that or you always do this. Yeah. You always do that. Yep. Um, yeah, blame is a really tricky one because I think it's our default naturally so much of the time. I love in any conversation and of course it spills over into relationships to talk about things, like to talk about ideas yeah. And the idea, of course, relates to specific things within the relationship. Yeah. But to say that, like, this is the best idea or can we lean towards this thing instead of going, you do this and you do that and you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it it, it kind of takes us out of the equation and it also takes the, hopefully, and it never does, but the emotional part of the relation, like the, the thing where you're going to get offended by this. You don't have to. We're just talking about an idea. Mm-hmm. And you can disagree with the idea. Share your idea. And then we'll come to terms with who believes what idea. And be genuine about it. Don't just say like, no, no, I believe this idea just because you want someone to do something. <laughs> you know, because there's an easy way to get manipulative with that. Because yeah. you're like, no, no, I don't think it is necessary for, you know, whatever. Um, don't generalize. Mm-hmm. So, and you said, you always do this, you always do that. That's a general Yeah, these universal statements are really... Words like never or always. Difficult. Yeah. Avoid make-believe. What does that mean? Exaggerating or inventing a complaint. Oh. <laughs> Exaggerating. Exaggerating <laughs> or inventing a complaint or think... your feelings about it mm-hmm. will prevent the real issues from surfacing. Interesting. This I think is, I am... page of this stuff. I think I'm definitely guilty of hyperbole. So but who does like who makes up things? I don't extract things from exaggerating, nowhere, right? But I definitely exaggerate sometimes because I I like a good story. I have a flair for the dramatic mm, a little bit. I even hate that when people are just like telling a story of things that have happened in like like in the even in the workplace, and they're like, and then he did this, and I said that. And it's like you never said that. <laughs> you can call the bullshit right away. Yeah, like that. That's easy like I I've I tell a story um and I was telling it the other night at work and I said now they said this and what I wish I had said was this kind of punchline which is funny but I wouldn't go and then I said this aren't I so funny because I can't even bear to say I did say that when, when I did you it. didn't like it just would feel horrible so I'm the opposite of you um <laughs> Don't stockpile. Now, we're going to stockpile feed. We're going to stockpile corn, <laughs> different grains. We're going to stockpile a lot of stuff for even for the winter. But don't store up grievances and hurt feelings over time. That's counterproductive. Yeah, no, that shit will fester. It's not good. That shit's going to fester. Yeah. Now, it, it's almost impossible to deal with numerous old... I mean, we already talked about that. 
Um, avoid clamming up. Mm-hmm. And that's not a euphemism for a vagina. <laughs> oh, God. When one person becomes silent and stops responding to mm-hmm. the other's frustrations, or, or the other, frustrations and anger can result. Positive <laughs> results can only be attained with two-way communication. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's all of them? them. Yeah. So they forgot something that I think is hugely important. It's your book. But I didn't write this. <laughs> and th- I wrote this book in like 2016. So okay. I'd like to say that I've learned a few things since then. Maybe so what, I should update it. Yeah. Um, well, you're changing the picture. I don't know why. <laughs> this girl's got her hands going down her panties. <laughs> That's why. That's the reason? No, because I, I just the don't think The handcuffs. And the handcuffs. It's not. I, I would not choose that now. Okay. Because I've learned things. Anyway, um, they forgot the very important ability to be able to table something. Like oh. if you are identifying that you are too emotional mm-hmm. to discuss something in the moment, mm-hmm. you have to be able to put a pause button on the conversation and say, I don't think I can have this conversation right now. But then the onus lies on you to be able to revisit it in a time you where you have feel... to reopen the yeah. incident. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you never do that, it's going to fester. So Exactly. You know. But I do think that there are times where you just cannot sit down and have a conversation that's productive for anybody, especially yeah. if one of you or both of you is really emotionally charged. It's very hard to access any of those tools if you're like deep in emotion or if you're in a triggered state. It's a tough thing because there are kind of two different people maybe. You know, one person and – and it probably – isn't even two different people. It's depending on what side of the, let's call it an argument or discussion you're on. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the person getting in trouble versus the person who's got the problem. Yeah. The person who's got the problem, maybe it's more comfortable for them to take the time. But as soon as I know I'm in trouble, I really want to know what's going on and I need to get that cleared up. Because if not, I'm going to sit there stewing about it. I'm going to, it's going to be, go, I'm going to be like, what, what, what? What is the problem? Like, so it makes you feel anxious if you know there's something yeah, wrong. Yeah, so but it's you don't constant. It so if it's like, give me two days, I'm like, what? I gotta th- lose sleep for two days, thinking mm-hmm. and thinking about that. Like, I'd rather know. Two days seems a little excessive in order to resolve something. Maybe if it's like, uh, like for me, maybe a solution would be, just give me the Coles notes real quick. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about it, but at least I know what. It is what that you're upset is. about. So then I can kind of, you know. But how then do you prevent yourself from engaging in conversation about it once you are presented with what's happening? Well, like, you, they, you just have to be like, all right, so you're telling me that my mother issues <laughs> are, that's that's the title of the episode, I think. Mommy issues? <laughs> mommy issues. Um, that my mommy issues are uh, causing a, a rift in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm way too distant because of the hurt that I had as a child. Mm-hmm. I want to make excuses about it and I want to, or I want to talk about it to figure it out. Um, but we will have to stop that here because you need to go and cause you're really angry about it. <laughs> you need to go and chill out yeah. and become more rational. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think you can agree on what is an appropriate window of time to take like it can't be like a week or even like multiple days it feels really excessive and unfair yeah but uh, like like i say if someone's like and especially like just acting weird 
Because you can you can tell when yeah. someone's off, and then they're just like, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing, and you're like, what is coming? Like, is she breaking up with me? Mm-hmm. Is she, you know, like what on earth is happening here? And then you just start in your head. I think it's an, a nice thing to be like, and I wouldn't even like um, be adverse to being like, you know, and I've said something like this before. Send an email or something. We can use our technology to go. Look, I love you. <laughs> Everything's good. Not everything's good, but things are good. But I, we are going to need to have to talk about this. But right now, I'm just like still processing. Is that a bad idea? No, I think that's great. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. Another thing they didn't mention in here is do not fight by text. Yeah, you don't want to get into the don't full. Don't do it. It's the worst. Yeah. That was Short. the one thing, I, one of the very big lessons I learned from my last long-term relationship do not get into anything that has any emotional weight behind it unless it's like cute and flirty by text. Except that unless it's like, and we're talking about marriage on this podcast, but if you're in a dating thing, I don't think it's a problem these days to be like, eh, we're not seeing each other anymore in text. You break up with someone through text? Yeah. And I I mean, it depends how long you've been with the person, obviously. So you can't tolerate... Embellishing a story with mistruth, but you could break up with someone via text message? Absolutely. I know mm-hmm. I would love to only ever break up with anyone via text. <laughs> Conflict avoidant. Yeah. Uh, big time. But I understand that after a certain period of time, you it's not really something that you can do. But I think that in for short little things, if you... Um, well, yeah, if you've gone out on a couple of dates with someone, it's not yeah, working out. That's, you can be like, oh. I would still do a phone call because I'm a classy lady. But mm. uh, I, I <laughs> actually, I'm even a fan of ghosting. But wow, <laughs> ghosting is terrible. Also, this might be an epic episode. This, this is point. a bit of a long episode, but should we touch on ghosting really, really quick? Yeah, we should. I don't think ghosting, and this is again, don't ghost anyone in your marriage. <laughs> forever ghost them and then send them divorce papers (laughs) a few years later oh they're still alive that's great um but if you're in a dating thing especially if it's a been fairly short term then ghosting is great why is that great and i don't because i don't need to know why you don't want to see me i don't need the 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 actions speak louder than words just stop responding or respond you know 3 days later if you want and just give, have nothing to give to the conversation i'll get the message you know but i don't need somebody to go um you know, it was nice meeting you, but I just don't think we're mad. Okay, fine. Don't you don't have to tell me that. I, I find you. You know, no one's actually giving me specifics, but like, <laughs> even worse if they were. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, hearing or reading those things is not matter. helping anything. No, just disappear, and that's good. That's fine. But that feels okay to you to have someone just vanish. Yeah, because it's just like okay, yeah, that's that was. They 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 weren't interested. Obviously, no it's shit, the exact they same. Exactly, it's the exact same thing. It's just without words, without decency. Well, I don't want to call it decency, but people. I think it's indecent to do that. I think there is nothing more shameful that you can do. <laughs> nothing more shameful. <laughs> well, okay, maybe there's a couple of things. See, I told you I exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that as far as ghosting goes, there's nothing you could possibly do in your whole entire life that is more shameful. <laughs> than ghosting nothing has ever been done in the history of mankind <laughs> more shameful than the odd ghosting. Okay, I think in the world of dating, I've had it. It I've, is a I've very been ghosted, shameful act. 
I've been ghosted and I've ghosted, but sometimes you can't even tell if you're the one ghosting. <laughs> wow. I'm glad both, I haven't done both that people much People disappear. Yeah, maybe. You know, so it's a mutual fine. ghost? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like, eh, that didn't wasn't much of anything. Like what do you like what why do you need to send that goodbye text? I I also feel that it's very um you know, like you I think a lot of times both people know. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one going like well, it was nice meeting you, but I don't think it's just like get over yourself. I will say that both people don't always know. Yeah, for sure. They will soon. Yeah. <laughs> no answer. Hello, hello. I think I'm really nice when I'm dating people because I just don't want to get another stalker ever. Mm, avoid the stalkers. Good, good point. <laughs> um, I don't worry about that, unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, well, we have a different opinion on ghosting. All right. Well, if you think ghosting is a noble pursuit, please let us know in the comments. I'm not going to say it's noble, but I'm saying it's fine. And I don't, and I'm happy to be ghosted. That's the important thing. You're happy to be ghosted. I'm happy to be ghosted. I don't need to hear it. If you go out on a date with Joel and you're not feeling it, don't feel compelled to ever contact him again. It'd be great if you avoided any contact with me in the future. Okay. Just disappear. Um, right. It's been a lovely episode. Send us your questions at I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. I do and I don't show. And tell your friends about us. We would love to have that. We'd love to help them. We would love to have them listen to the podcast. And uh, rate, share, like, comment, do all those things. And follow and uh, all, all of that lovely stuff. Anything else to add, Kat? I can't possibly guess at what it would be. Okay, well, keep your plants watered. <laughs> <laughs>